Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello and welcome back. I am so, so excited that you guys are here. And today I get to sit down with the beautiful Nitty. And we met, I feel like I said this every time, but on the Clubhouse app. If you are not on the app, you need to get up on it, especially if you're an entrepreneur or just looking to level yourself up because there are incredible people and relationships that I built on there. So Nitty, I'm going to kind of pass you the mic and kind of just do like a a brief intro and then we'll get to the nitty gritty of it. Uh, Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. My name is Nitty Tawari. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and mental health therapist, also a professional speaker. And I work with high performers who are coping with trauma and anxiety. I also speak to organizations, leadership teams, and event audiences on how to be able to optimize well-being because we know that mental health is the foundation of everything else in our lives. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. I can't wait to dive in. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. And I think especially with the app, you've built an incredible um, community there. And I think your knowledge in the mental health space is incredible. So I kind of want to get into just like how, how did you even like deep dive into mental health? Like how did that get all started? Mm, Yeah. So of course there's a story behind it, right? So, you know, when I was um, in high school, I'm first of all, I'm a child of immigrants. And so my parents immigrated here, um, my mom pregnant with me to the United States. My dad had a job uh, that he came to the United States for, and there's a pressure that comes with being a child of immigrants, right? You feel the weight of perfection and the demand for you to basically embody the American dream to make your parents' sacrifices worth it because you show up and you you are able to accomplish things here in the United States. And so that pressure is something that I experienced from a very young age uh, all the way through college. And um, I was the high achiever in high school, had a 3.94 GPA, ended up getting a full scholarship to go to college. But when I got to college, I started to really struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went from being this high achiever to all of a sudden not showing up to my classes. I was falling behind on my assignments and my schoolwork. And eventually in my sophomore year, I got a letter from the university stating that if I didn't get my GPA up to a minimum of 3.0, that's how like low things were, that I would lose my scholarship. Now, at the time, I had no idea that the partying and the drinking and my avoidance All of those things were anxiety and trauma related. And so I kind of had an opportunity in that moment to make a choice. The university told me you can either go out and seek mental health services through our university counseling center, or you run the risk of losing the scholarship. Mm -hmm. So I went to go see a therapist for the first time in my life. 
learned all about mental health, which was obviously not a conversation that we had ever had in our family growing up and discovered that I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and also that I was a survivor of trauma. And in that moment, before I'd gone to see the therapist, I was going to be doing pre-med and becoming a doctor, but that inspired me right then and there to help other people to be able to heal from trauma and anxiety as well. So the rest is history, went to grad school, got my license, and here I am practicing in my own private practice and helping others. Well, I love that. I love that. And I think, I guess I kind of want to go through, because I mean, there's so many people that have those, like they say they, you know, going through, you know, an anxiety attack or, you know, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, but that's such a heavy word. And like, you might not be going through that. You might just be like, like, how do you defer those different like situations when you're going through a real attack or not? Yeah. So I think that, you know, anxiety is a normal human emotion. Let me Mm -hmm. just put that out there on the front Mm -hmm. end. If you're about to do something out of your comfort zone, it's normal to feel nervous and to feel anxious about it. Now, the challenge becomes when anxiety shows up more days than not, that it exists for longer than six months at a time. And when it starts to affect your functioning, as it was for me, where I was really having a hard time showing up and doing the things I needed to do, that's where we start to look at anxiety as a diagnosable condition. And that's when you really want to be looking to, to link up with a therapist and to get the support so that you can get that diagnosis and then get the treatment that you deserve, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really true. And I know that there are some people out there that might, you know, be afraid to seek that, you know, therapy or, you know, and even either it's their, in their family that they, you know, you know, they don't believe in it or stuff like that. But if you kind of give some tips on like how to open that floodgate of it is okay to see somebody like a third party. Yeah. I think that it's such an important question because there is a lot of stigma that still comes with mental health concerns, whether it's with your family or in your relationships or even at work, talking about mental health can feel really scary because there's a fear of judgment and a fear that people will perceive you to be different. So I think that we're able to break some of these intergenerational cycles by taking those first steps ourselves. And I found that in my own journey, not everybody's going to understand why I'm going to therapy or why as a therapist, I have a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. And so I accept the fact that, you know, not everybody's going to get it and that's okay. But what I do is I lean into the people that do support me and that do understand. And I think that that's an important piece of it for those who are struggling, you know, with grappling with family members that may not be supportive. That's okay. They can serve a different role in your life. They just may not be your go-to when you're having a moment where you need emotional support. They may be great for problem solving. They may be really good, you know, to show up and, and monetarily or materially support you. But sometimes our family and loved ones may not be emotionally capable because they haven't done the work themselves. So focus your energy and attention on the people that you do know are going to show up for you and they'll help you to be able to foster positive mental well-being. I, I, I know that was so helpful. So I hope people are like writing notes that are, you know, going through that because I think that's so important. And with your field and you are so busy and I know that it could probably be mentally draining, Right. So what kind of things do you do to support yourself and to fill your cup back up? I think definitely get depleted, right? Like that's for sure. I'm human just like everybody else. So I think there's a kind of a misconception that therapists don't struggle or that mm. the psychiatrists don't struggle, whatever the case may be. We do. We're human just like all of y'all. So, you know, I have the same challenges as everybody else. So that means that I have to be really attuned 
to my body and to my emotional state to give me cues and signals that I need to be able to take some time to recuperate. So in the midst of growing a community of 87,000 members in Mental Health Matters Club on Clubhouse, my own personal following, running a private practice, being a speaker, training and teaching people. I mean, it spread very thin. And so I have to really listen when I'm feeling depleted and exhausted. And I notice that, you know, some signs that will come up is that I feel anxious more often. I have trouble sitting still. Those are cues to me that I need to do the exact opposite of what I'm doing in this moment, right? Like if I'm go, 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 I need to pause and remind myself, hey, slow down, slow down. Why are you saying yes to all of these things? It's okay for you to say no. And the boundary setting then comes into play. I think that's so important. It's okay to say no, because I think we're we're trained as like humans to be like, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to do all the things, but it's not healthy. It isn't. So I kind of want to go into how you just had this trajectory when you got on the Clubhouse app and how you really built an incredible community and the people that you have on there have, I mean, they're reputable, incredible people that you were able to interview and whatnot. So when you downloaded that app, what was the mission that you wanted to do? Mm. When I first downloaded Clubhouse back in December 2020, which is hard to believe I'm almost a year in now at this point, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect because it was social audio the first time I've ever explored this type of medium in terms of social media. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep an open mind. Let's see, let's see what's up here. And when I joined on the platform, I found that there were so many incredible conversations that were like masterminds, people that were so accomplished coming and sharing very generously of their knowledge and expertise. And so when I joined the platform back then, there weren't a ton of people giving good information about mental health. Mm-hmm. I did see a lot of disinformation or a lot of, you know, maybe not so evidence-based stuff being put out there. And there was a demand, like people wanted to get good quality content, but, it, and there were some creators at that time, but I just think that I kind of happened to be in the right place at the right time. That was naturally my niche. And then I just started to collaborate with other people that were already on the platform in the mental health space. Um, And then in January of 2021, end of January, my club, Mental Health Matters Club, got approved because back then on Clubhouse, you had to wait like six (laughs) weeks, right? Eight weeks for your club to get approved. And from there, I started to host content under the club, just being very intentional about the type of spaces that I curate. Um, So in my spaces, I really want to be able to pull out expertise from people, Mm -hmm. but I also like to bring people on board that have lived experience. Um, So my right-hand man, Brian Fanzo, who is a core member of Mental Health Matters Club. He's incredible. Amazing. He's just awesome, right? Mm -hmm. He's not a therapist. And that is what I love. In addition to him just being a wonderful human, he brings lived experience as somebody Mm -hmm. who was late ADHD diagnosed, right? So I think that's what makes the club unique is not only are we hosting experts and people that are, you know, the esteemed individuals in their career uh, and in their field, but also bringing people in who can speak about what it's like on the ground to live through it. No, I, like I said, I think what you're doing is incredible. And I know I came on, I think it was like mid-January and I went into Jake Hunter's room and he kind of did, you know, a similar kind of aspect to what you were doing. But we were more of the, let me listen to you type of things where you would go into your rooms and really get the technical and like 
to all that stuff because we weren't clinical doctors or anything like that. So, <laughs> which is okay. Right, exactly. But that's, and I think during that time, I think you stepped into the app perfectly because of what we were going through. We we're going through a pandemic. We had this incredible app that people just wanted to be around people somehow. So no, I, th- I think that's incredible. Um, one of my last questions for you is, and I always ask this because I always like find this interesting, is if you wrote a book, what would the title of your book be? Ooh, oh, wow. That's a great question. Hmm. What would the title of the book be? I mean, I feel like it would be something about parts of self. So Mm. there's like this idea, right, that we all have different parts within us and they're all part of who we are. But, you know, like there's an inner child that I'm sure people have heard of or the inner critic and kind of something along those lines talking about, you know, the parts within. And maybe that's Mm. it. The parts within would be the title. Oh, I love that. I love that. The parts within. (laughs) I could could see it in... in Barnes and Noble, Amazon, all over. Love <laughs> Thank it. Thank you for the vote of confidence <laughs> that was on the fly. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Because some people, there's some people like, I don't know me yet, but like, it, it's interesting to hear everybody's um, titles. But where can my listeners find you? Yes. So you can find me on all social media platforms, uh, on Clubhouse, Instagram, and Facebook. My handle is at Nitty Tawari LCSW, my first name, last name LCSW. On Twitter, it's at LCSW Nitty. And uh, I am on Wisdom as well now. So you can find me there. Um, just experimenting with it. You know, right. nothing too serious just yet, but you know, just seeing. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on all of those platforms. And then if you are interested in me coming to to speak to your uh, at your event or talk to your organization or just you know do a workshop for you, you can reach out to me at www wellbeingspeaker.com, wellbeingspeaker.com. Um, and I'm happy to connect with you. Thanks. Love it. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. You guys have it all. Um, there was one more question that I had um, for, for when you do your rooms on Clubhouse. Are you doing it on certain days? Like what days do you do those for um, people that are on the app? Yeah. So I have the next room that we have coming up, I believe it's going to be on the 28th of October. That'll be for ADHD awareness month. And we're just going to be talking all things ADHD. And then November 7th, I believe is our next room. And that one will likely be on the psychology of negotiation. We've got some incredible guests lined up. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good one. I'm so excited. So excited. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll share it in our stories. We'll show you some love in the DMs, but Nitty, I truly appreciate you. And what I love most about this is whenever I get to talk to to people on the app, it's like, I feel like now we have like a friendship and I I can't wait to meet you. Me too. This was wonderful. Thank you for having me and for elevating conversations about mental health. I think it's really important and I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks. 